Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Center podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. We are going through a series of confidence in Christ. And um, Jason did an amazing, um, gave an amazing word this morning about the boat, the story of the boat. Um, And how we can be confident in the boat with Jesus, as we have Jesus in the boat with us. Um, And it was awesome. And um, tonight I want to talk about confidence in in Christ, and and it's the Word. Um, In John 1, 1 to 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So he was definitely there. Okay, I said it twice, just so you know. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome the light. See, Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light that casts out all darkness. There was nothing made without Jesus. And it was through him that all things were made. Because in John 1, 14, it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So right there, that's talking about Jesus. That Jesus is the Son of God that came and and was with us. Um, And I thought, you know what, I want to look up the word, the word, and see what it means. So I looked it up, and um, we all know that the Bible wasn't written in English, um, because it was written many, many, many years ago. Uh, And it was actually written in Greek and Hebrew, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to see what it means in Greek. So I looked it up. And uh, in Greek, the word, the word, means the embodying of an idea or the expression of a thought. So Jesus, therefore, is the physical form of what God was doing. Jesus was God in flesh come to earth, filled with his ideas and filled with his word. That's who Jesus was. He was the physical the physical person or flesh of who God is. But he was also 100% who God was. All right? He was flesh, but was God. Make sense? No, because I don't understand either. No. <laughs> God is big. <laughs> and sometimes we don't get it. But he was, he was both 100% of both. Full man, full, full God. He's just, he's awesome like that. And uh, Jesus was the heart. Of God, and, and, and he put flesh on and walked around on earth. And he was there in the beginning, and, and nothing was created without him. He was there from all time. Jesus was there. And he was the Word. Therefore, if Jesus is the Word... We need to be putting our confidence in God's word, right? 
as much as we do in Jesus. And I know sometimes we're like, yep, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King, amen, yes, true. But so is, so is our word. This right here, the word of God that has been given to us is just as important as who Jesus is. And sometimes I think we might forget that. Because we're like, oh man, Jesus hasn't talked to me for ages. Or, you know, I haven't been close to Jesus in ages. Why not? Because I think sometimes we put our Jesus, we put our word in our pocket. Or we put it on the bedside table and we only open it up when we come to church on a Sunday. But see, God has so much more for you than just church on a Sunday. That's not what living a life of a follower of Jesus Christ is all about. We don't live for the Sunday. We live for the two-day. And uh, in um, Hebrews 4.2 it says, For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did. Yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead what they heard didn't affect them deeply for they doubted. See, Jesus is the word of God. He, he is the word. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And um, in Hebrews, they're talking about some guys that they heard about Jesus and they heard about his words, but they weren't willing to put their faith in his words. So therefore, they weren't impacted deeply because they weren't willing to allow the word of God to be entered into their life and change and transform who they were. Without putting our faith in the word of God and applying it to our lives, it means nothing. It means that we are literally just wasting our time. If we are not willing to put and apply the word of God and what we hear in the Bible and, and, and apply who Jesus is in our lives, we are just wasting our time. And see, we can hear about Jesus until the cows come home, the old saying, until the cows come home. I've never been a cattle farmer, so I don't know how long that actually takes, but I'm assuming it's probably a while. I've seen some people trying to get cows and they're like, come on. And these cows like walk real slow. Man, cows pee a lot. Just saying. I went on, when Lani went on our honeymoon, I, um, I went to a cattle farm. This is just off topic, but it's just about cows. Um, Lani and I went on our honeymoon up to Atherton. And um, we went to a dairy farm and this cow, like, it sounded like a waterfall. I was like, what is that? And I turned around, it was just a cow. Just going to the toilet. And I was like, and it like it was like a good minute. Like it was, it was just like, I was like, what is that? Anyway, maybe they should change it. Like that saying, not until the cows come home, but the, until the cows finish. Go into the toilet because it's a long time. But we can hear about Jesus constantly. People can tell us about Jesus constantly, but nothing in our life is going to change unless we are willing to listen, take on board and start to put our faith, our trust, our hope and our confidence in what we're hearing and allowing what we're hearing to actually impart and, in, and change our lives. Let's not be a people who just listen and do nothing with what we know. Because that is use, useless information. Like, I guarantee you, if I told you, Pastor Dolph, i got a treasure map and it leads to a million dollars, I'm going to give it to you, what are you going to do? 
You're going to put it into action. You're going to go searching and find whatever it is. If I tell you that you have a Lord and Savior that wants to change and transform your life, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to chase it like you would chase that million dollars? Or are you just going to let it sit there and get all dusty? And then, and then once every couple of months, we're like, open up the pages and the dust come out. Let's not be that people. Let's be a people who are eager and keen to learn and, and, and read our Bible. See, God wants to bring freedom in our lives. And God wants to bring change in our lives. And I don't know about you, but you might think you're perfect right now, but I can assure you, you are not. I'm sorry to tell you, because you know how I know? Because I'm not perfect. And looking at me from the outside, you probably think, man, that guy's perfect. I know, I know. Truth be told, you can ask my wife, I am not perfect. I leave dirty clothes on the, on the ground. I get kicked out of our bathroom because, um, for reasons. But um, we don't have air freshener. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I'm not perfect. Okay? And I want the word of God and the power of Jesus to change and transform my life each and every day. I want to become perfect. And I know I'm never going to get there, but I want to work towards it. I don't want to just sit and be like, yep, I'm saved. I'm good with that. I don't want to change. I'm still going to put my finger up at people as they drive past because I'm angry at them or whatever. No, we don't want to do that. We want to change. We want to become more like Christ. We want to be able to show people grace when they cut us off. It's pretty funny. I think that's probably one of my biggest struggles. I don't usually get like frustrated. But like I was just driving with my wife and uh, I've been saying that a lot lately because I'm married. Just, just letting you know. But... Uh, <laughs> Just have to chuck it out there. Just make sure you all know. Um, but, um, like, because I'm usually pretty patient. But it's like, as soon as I get in the car, that, that patience just leaves. And, like, when I'm trying to get somewhere, because I don't really like being late, so I'm trying to get somewhere. And then this morning, Trev seen I was behind him, so he slows down to 60 on the highway. Yep. And I'm like, oh, Trev. I knew it was him, and he's sitting there, and like, waving. And I'm like, don't wave at me. Just hurry up and get to church. You know what I mean? Like, I start to get frustrated, and that's something that I'm working on. And I'm believing that as I read the Bible and as I start to apply it to my life, I'm going to be changed. Because that's what the power of God is. And the power of His Word is the ability for us to to read it, apply it, and change because of it. And uh, we need to prepare our hearts for the Word of God. And we need to accept it with faith, believing that it is true and that it is going to change who we are. I'm going to read a passage of, passage of Scripture to you. It's uh, Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15. You may know this. Uh, it's a parable, and I like it. It's cool. It talks about farming. Even though I know nothing about farming, I do now because I know where to plant a plant now. All right, This, is, this taught me how to plant a plant and also how to fix my heart. Uh, Massive crowds gathered from many towns to hear Jesus, and he taught them using metaphors and parables such as this. A farmer went out to sow seeds for a harvest, and he scattered his seed. Some of it fell on the hard pathway and was quickly trampled down and unable to grow and became nothing but bird seed. Some fell on the gravel, and though it sprouted, it couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. 
other seed fell where there was nothing but weeds. It was unable to grow to full maturity, for it was choked out by the weeds. Yet some of the seed fell into good, fertile soil, and it grew and flourished until it produced more than a hundredfold harvest, a bumper crop. Then Jesus added, shouting to all who heard, Listen, with your heart you will understand. Later his disciples came to Jesus and asked him in private, What deeper meaning was found in the parable? He said, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret, hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. But to those who don't have a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Let's not just listen to stories. Let's have eager listening hearts that as we open up and read our Bible, we're like, that's not just a story. That is the truth. That is the truth that's going to set me free. That's the truth that's going to change my life. That's the truth that's going to change my heart. Right now, I'm in a bad situation. I'm in a bad circumstance. And maybe, just maybe, I don't need my circumstance or situation to change. I need me to change. Too often, we're like, God, take me out. And God's like, nah, I want you to be in it. I want you to learn. I want you to grow. I want you to change. This is like chucking you in a furnace where I'm going to heat you up and I'm going to show you the pressure points where you will crack. And that's where you need to go fix up. Man, God is good. God is good. Now I've lost where I was at. Uh, Later, his disciples came to Jesus and asked it. Oh, I've already read that. There. Um, (laughs) here then is the deeper meaning to my parable the word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts the word of God is the seed sown into hearts the hard pathway represents the hard hearts of men who hear the word of God but the slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. The seed falling on the gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy, but soon afterward, when a season of harassment of the enemy and difficulty come to them, they wither and fall away, for they have no root in the truth and their faith is temporary." Let's not be like them people in the boat that when waves start coming in, we jump out. Like what Pastor Jason was preaching about this morning. When them waves start rolling in, let's continue to trust in Jesus and go, you know what? I'm going to stand firm in my position. I'm going to stand firm with my God. I'm going to stand firm on my word. I'm going to trust in the word of God. I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue in my faith journey because the enemy wants you to stop. The enemy wants you to give up. But we need to be like, nah, I'm holding on to the word of God. The seed that falls into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares the riches of this world, and the fleeting pressures of this life. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. The seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond. They respond by clinging to the word 
keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that they will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Are we clinging to our word? When we're hearing the word of, word of God, is that our response? Do we grab a hold of it and go, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that and I'm not going to let it go. No matter how much this world tries to push and pull me and tug, I'm not going to let go that the word that God has given to me. Are we going to stand confident in the word of God? And go, you know what? Regardless of what happens, I'm not letting go. Regardless of how much it hurts, regardless of how many friends I lose, regardless of what what happens to me, I'm not going to let go. I'm going to be confident in holding on to the Word of God. See, it is important to place God's Word in our heart if we want to see fruit. And if we want to see our lives changed, we need to be confident in the words that God has said. And apply them to our lives. Without application, it means nothing. Without applying what we know, it means nothing. John 8, 31, 32, it says, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, When you continue to embrace all that I teach you, you prove that you are my followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. Do you want freedom? Do do we want freedom? Do we want freedom from our anxiety? Freedom from the pressures of life? Freedom from our thoughts that tell us we're not good enough? Freedom from all these things that are trying to beat us down and break us? Do we want freedom? Some people. Okay. (laughs) Everyone else is like, I'm happy in my bondage. All right. Do we want freedom? Come on. Well, I hope so. (laughs) Because God wants to give us freedom. He doesn't want us to live a life of bondage. He doesn't want us to live a life of insecurity. He doesn't want us to live a life of going, oh, no, I'm not good enough to stand up there. I'm not good enough to talk to that person. I'm not good enough to share my faith. God doesn't want us to live a life like that. He wants to live us to live a life of freedom and go, you know what? God has spoken and God's word is in my heart and I'm going to stand bold. I know I'm not perfect, but I have something that I can give to that person because that person is struggling. That person is, is, is broken and I have exactly what they need to be made whole. See, we're not just grabbing on to the word of God for ourselves, but we're grabbing on to the word of God for our community, for the people around us, for the people in our family that are hurting and broken and that are lost. Man. When we lean on God's word, we stop listening to our own and stop listening to the world, words of the world. When we lean on what God says... We stop listening to the voices in our head that tell us we're not good enough. We stop listening to the voices of the world that say you should be this, or you should do this, or you can't say this. When we start to lean and trust and be confident in the word of God, in Jesus, we are able to stand up and make a stand for who God has called us to be. The truth will bring freedom into our lives. 
And we can confidently go into the Word of God and experience freedom as we allow God's Word to change and transform our hearts and our lives. If we want freedom, we need the Word of God. This needs to be where we stand. This needs to be our our everything. This needs to be what we get everything from. If we want freedom in our hearts and in our lives, we need the Word of God. We can't do it without it. If we are reading the Bible and are not changing, you're simply reading a book, not the living Word of God. Because if you are truly reading the living Word of God and truly applying it to your life, you should be different tomorrow than what you were today. You should be even just a little bit but you should be a bit different. That when we read this, it should change and transform our hearts because it is the living, breathing Word of God. There has to be a change. There has to. Because God doesn't want us to stay in the same place. He wants us to continue to journey on. He wants us to continue to push forward to become more and more like Him. He has more and more for us. True freedom comes from application of the Word of God. And um, I I still remember when I was in grade 10 and I I just started coming to church and I was struggling big time with anxiety. And I was constantly down and I was constantly, every time, not constantly, but every time um, I thought about school, I would start to cry. Every time I'd get an assignment put in front of me or an exam or something like that, I would like start to hold back my tears and I'd start to cry. Because I struggled with this thing. I struggled with, with anxiety and, and it really like it really had a big impact on me. I, st- I went and seen like a counsellor and stuff like that and he was trying to help me. And, um, and, and I was just finding like it wasn't really working. And I didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden I was reading my Bible and I stumbled across Matthew 6, 34. I said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I was like, yep, that's a cool verse. I read it. And then nothing changed. The next day, I got an assessment and nothing changed. So I went back and I read it again. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble. So I'm like, God, your word says that. Why, and why did it, nothing change? So I kept reading the same Bible verse over and over and over and over. Every time I'd, I'd go into a situation where I'd start to worry, every time I'd get an exam put in front of me, I'd sit there and I'd go, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I kept saying, saying, saying this word, and I kept proclaiming it over my life until it became a part of who I was. I was holding on to the word that God had given me. I was holding on to what God had for me. And now I don't even worry. Because I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. See, when we grab a hold of the Word of God, it changes our lives. And I am now free from that anxiety because of the power of the Word of God. If I could get the band up, please. See, I believe that A word from God can change our life. 
Yeah? Anybody else believe that? That a word from God can change our life, right? You're like, yeah, I'm going to go up for that altar call and God gives you a word and your life is completely changed. And you're like, wow, I am so excited. I'm going to go out and I'm going to change the world. This is amazing. God has given me a word and he set me free. So if God's word can change our life, why is it that we have to wait until Sunday to get a word from God? When we can get a word from God every single day of the week, when we can open up his word, his word that he has given to us, provided to us that we can come to this whenever we want and be like, God, give me a word. God, I am struggling with this addiction. God, I am struggling with this anger. God, I am struggling with this self-hatred. God, give me a word. I think too often we try and listen to the audible voice of God. We're like, God, give me a word. And he's like, I have. You got to open it up. You know what I mean? Too often we're like, man, and people, you hear people are like, oh, God spoke to me. And you're like, yeah, God never speaks to me. I bet you that person's reading their Bible. <laughs> this is one of the main ways that God speaks to people. It's through his word. Because this right here changes lives. Because this right here is Jesus. He is the word. Man. God can change everything when we start to be confident in his word. When we start to grab a hold of the power of this thing right here. And look, you know what? The world has made things easy. You cannot tell me that you can't get a Bible. Because if you have a phone, you've got a Bible. Probably not my dad because he's got one of them old brick phones. I don't know if they, they have Bibles on them. They probably do. Who knows? But if you don't have a Bible, come see me and I'll get you one. But the word of God can change your life. The word of God can change everything. See, we can come up here and uh, we, we can do an altar call. And we can come up and someone can pray with us and, and we feel like God is there and God touches us. And we feel like something has changed in our heart. And I believe that 100% because it's happened to me so many times. But then we go home and all of a sudden that change that happened in my heart is no longer there anymore. And we start to fall back into the same thing that we just thought we got delivered from, that we thought God just took away. Is it because we're going home and and then just be like, yep, I've got my word from God and that's it. That's all I need. No, we need to go home and continually fill ourselves with his word. That freedom would continually flow from within us because that is the power of his word. Now, please don't think for one second that I don't agree with coming up for altar calls, man. Like, I love altar calls. God is powerful and he moves. But I just want to encourage you that you don't have to just get a word at an altar call. That you can get a word at home, in your room, spending your alone time with God. God can do that. Sometimes we think, oh, I can only get a word from God at church. It's not true. God wants to give you a word every single day. God wants to speak with you every single day. 
God wants to impact and change your life every single day. And it starts with him. It starts with his word. God wants to move in your life. God wants to change you, shape you, mold you, and help you become more and more like him. And he does that through his word. Because he is the truth, the way, and the life. We just need to start to grab a hold of the truth. Then he will show us the way. And then we will live a full life. That's who God is. He wants so much for you. And I think sometimes we, we, we limit ourselves of what God is able to do in us because we're not willing to pick up his word. We're like, oh, nah, the voice is on. Oh, nah, I'm too busy. You are not too busy. We are able to pick up the word of God. Even if you're having a 10-minute break at lunch, 10 minutes of reading this can change your life. God can change and transform your heart and your life in such a way through his word. And we need to come to him in confidence and come to him expecting and go, you know what, God, I'm going to come, I'm going to read your word and you're going to change my heart. You're going to change my life. You're going to change me, God. I'm going to come to you with confidence because we have confidence in Christ. We can be confident in Christ and confident that his word is going to change us. This is a takeaway message. You've got to take this message home with you. And go, you know what? I'm going to get a word from God. God, I need a word from you. God, I am struggling right now. I don't know what to do. God, I need your help. Let's grab a hold. Of his word. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.